When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. It is 11.04. We'll go right back to the phones after we give you a keyword to cash. Train, T-R-A-I-N, train. Text the word into 72881 for your chance to win $1,000. Ten more minutes to get that word in. Again, 72881, not the normal text line for the keyword. It's 72881. And we'll have another one for you just before 2 o'clock when Dana and Parks come on in here. We are uh, going over this story about President Trump and asking you about presidents in general, whether it's President Trump, President Obama, President Bush, President Reagan, President Clinton, whatever, and whether or not they should expect absolute loyalty from Congress. The president did not get it from two Republican senators when it came to basically a procedural vote earlier this week. This was the one that I said, there's no reason for a Republican other than to get attention, not to vote in favor of simply opening debate on the health care bill. Nonetheless, two Republican senators, Lisa Murkowski out of Alaska and Susan Collins out of Maine, voted no. With that, President Trump went on Twitter, clearly upset about it, and had his Interior Secretary, Ryan Zinke, who deals with Alaska a lot because there are a lot of federal lands there and you've got oil and mining and all kinds of things, had his Interior Secretary call and basically threatened retribution against the state, saying... You need the federal government a lot. There's a lot we can take away from you. You better get in line or you're going to lose it. Um, Not only did he threaten Lisa Murkowski, but also Dan Sullivan, the other Republican senator out of Alaska, who, by the way, voted yes on on opening debate. So guilt by association there. So we're asking you, is that something the president should expect, just that all-out loyalty? Or do you want the people you elect to vote their conscience and vote the way you want them to, even if it breaks from the president? What I don't want is my lawmaker voting the way the president wants just out of fear of punishment. That seems wrong to me. Because at that point, why elect people with their own opinions? Why not just elect one party or another? For instance, let's say Jerry Moran votes against the next plan or, or Roy Blunt votes, votes, votes against the next plan. Is there something that could be done to farmers? For sure. Because there are a lot of you know, a lot of those things. Or absolutely, or you get fewer pork projects. All all that could go away. Is that is that what you want? Five seven six seven seven nine eight. Most of the calls in the in the last hour we took were uh absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's funny because Facebook, John says no, question everything. Ashley writes, no, blind loyalty leads to trouble. Lori writes, absolutely not. They don't work for the president. They work for their constituents. Connor writes, of course not. It's interesting that the phone calls are all on one side, mm-hmm. Facebook all on another, and I'm sure the the text line is, I'm going to guess, kind of split. Kind of mixed. Yeah. Um, and yes, a lot of you are saying President Obama did it too. We're not but, saying he didn't. <laughs> but we're, I think the bigger question that we're trying to focus it on, is it okay for any president to expect that absolute loyalty? Or And, and if you do, that's fine. But I would just, again, I would just fear. Why, why elect people with their own opinions at that point? 576-7798. Let's talk to Jack in Liberty. Hey, Jack, thanks for hanging. You're on 98.1 KMBZ. To make mention, I think it's less of a threat and more of the president just making them aware of the reality. This is what he intends to do. And I think it's a little less like business as usual. I think instead... Being that reality and what he intends to do, he's just making them aware, I've got money I can spend elsewhere. You make mention of the farmers. 
maybe being uh, held ransom or something like that. No, I think that this president's looking at it and saying, I can reward another state that wants to, to help me out. But is that fair? You know, shouldn't Lisa Murkowski or whoever it is or Jerry or, Moran, or Jerry Moran sure, vote like the way this. that you want them to, not the way the president wants them to? Well, I would say this. I'd say if my state wants to help out, then I think getting that money is a good idea. Or You know, that's where it ought to go. There's a lot of states here in this country that, that are underserved, that don't get their fair share. Alaska absorbs an enormous amount of money. Well, if they're, gonna, if they're just about Alaskans, then the president can also say, I have money I can spend in another state and do great things there. Yeah, but, but they could say that about Kansas or Missouri sure. or Iowa yeah. or Oklahoma. It, it could know? have been it's, us. It could have been. He, I mean, he's right. He could have called Jerry Moran after Senator Moran said, I don't support this legislation. I'm going to be one of the no votes that kills this legislation for now. He then could have called Jerry Moran and said the exact same thing. I live in Kansas. I appreciate that Senator Moran, who led, who read legislation I didn't read, said, this is a bad bill, and I don't want a bad bill to replace a bad law. And so I, I want him, I elected him for a reason. Don't you mm-hmm. want him to, you know, to do what you want, he not did, what the president wants? He did it to Dean, Hiller, Dean Heller in Nevada, too. Mm-hmm. He said, look, he wants to remain a senator, doesn't he? After he voted no yeah. the first time through, and then earlier this week, he voted yes. So I... I I guess I, I can see both. I'm not supposed to see both sides of it. And no one's saying that President Trump's the first one to do it. He's probably the most blunt about it. Mm-hmm. But President Obama did it, and President Bush, and President Clinton. And we, everybody's done it since President Washington. Here's a text. Uh, my representatives should vote based mainly on facts. The legislative and executive branches are supposed to be separate for a reason. Great point. Jack, thanks for the phone call. Let's go to Ashley in the Northland on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Unfortunately, this is nothing new. No. It's not right, but it's not going to change, in my opinion, until we start fitting term limits on our representatives and our senators and get these career politicians out and get it back to the way it was supposed to be. You serve your time, you go back, you do your regular job. Uh, also, Jamie, the reason why you wouldn't make that threat beforehand, in my opinion, is because you want to know what that person is actually thinking and which side they're actually on. I mean, it's, okay. it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, I could say I'm undecided, but until I cast my vote, you don't really know. Sure. And if you're going to threaten me, I might go to the press with the fact that the president has basically put me in a corner saying vote for it as opposed to afterwards that conversation. President Trump just generally does it more out in the open than anybody ever has. But what do you want to do? Do you want to play games or do you want to get the vote the way you need it? And this feels like playing games to me instead of getting the vote the way you really want it. Ashley, thanks for the call. Rick, you're on 98.1 KMBZ. Hey, Rick, do you think the presidents should expect absolute loyalty from congressmen? Absolutely not. That is not a democracy. The, the White House and the president, they are running this country like the mafia. That is extortion. And, you know, uh, I just I don't get it, but it doesn't surprise me. Uh, but I do agree with the last caller. I do think term limits, man, that's a great place to start. And, the so, pro- the, you know, yeah. the problem with, the, with with getting term limits passed, and I agree, like, that was the, of, and Lord knows I'm not a fan of the president. But when he was running, one of the things he ran on was the idea of term limits. Sure. I would love that. But the people who are voting to limit their terms aren't going to vote to limit their terms. Like, Congress isn't going to be like, you know what, let's just make sure we're out of here in six years. But to me, that it doesn't uh, clear up the issue, though. Then are you more or less likely to vote with the president if you're term limited? 
You know, if you know you've only got, yeah, let's say, let's know. say you limit senators to two or three terms, are you more or, or congressmen to two or three terms? You know, we do it with governors, we do it with a lot of other offices. Are you more or less likely to follow and and to fall in line with that loyalty if you're term limited? I don't know if that fixes it. Rick, thanks for the call. Let's go to I believe it's Quinton. In, I'm sorry, Quinlan in uh, Overland Park on 98.1 KMBZ. Quinlan, hello. Hello, how are you? Doing all right. You're on the air. Okay. Um, I think that the senators should speak their own mind. I don't think they should always have to follow what the president is saying. But y'all going to probably hate me for this. But I think that the Republicans, while they were so busy trying to get Obama out of office, they had eight years to try to get a bill together to present to the uh, to Trump, they had eight years to prepare something, and so now they're trying to throw everything together. So they, all of this is their fault. You know, it's their fault. I don't know why we would hate we, you for that, but makes total sense to me. But I mean, everybody who has been sitting and watching this for this long has been saying the exact same thing. This bill was passed six years ago, mm-hmm. and we didn't know it was in it. That's fine. <laughs> that's and, and that's fine. Now you do though. Now you do, mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't have a replacement for it. They also don't, they didn't have to hurry to get this done immediately. I either. agree with that. They didn't have to promise that either. They didn't have to say the first thing we're going to do is get this done. But you, he you did. a year and a half to get it done. But everybody mm-hmm. that ran, whether, I, I know we said this earlier, or less said it last week, whether it was Ted Cruz or John Kasich or Ben Carson or Donald Trump, everybody ran on, I will repeal and replace every letter of Obamacare as my first order in office. It's 10, 13, 11, 13, excuse me. We'll get to more of your phone calls midday with Jamie and Wicket. We'll wrap it up. One more segment on this. Should presidents expect blind loyalty from congressmen? 576-7798. You can text 22980 here on 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ midday with Jamie and Wicket. Jamie Monticelli, Mike Wicket. Jamie finally got her monitor back. Do you feel better? I Well, I, for a while there, about a half hour, 45 minutes, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> There's the, a the mon- monitor where we see what calls were coming up, which is fine. You've got it. But yeah. it's, it's weird to just see a black screen in front of me. It's very disconcerting. So it's all fixed now. <laughs> Luckily, our engineering department came in and took care of it. Doesn't take much to throw me off today, I guess. No. And so that was like, oh my gosh, I keep looking over there and what I normally see isn't there. Now it's fine. <laughs> we will have an update from Jim Can- Cunningham on the flooding uh, we'll join in, join in with Jim at about 12, 3, 2, 1. I'm having a problem talking today. Uh, it all began when we did our- It's not going well. We, it all began when I, we did our crosstalk with uh, EJ and Ellen, and I couldn't get the lieutenant governor's name correct, and I've been thrown off ever since. Oh, this is going well. I've been thrown off ever since. We will talk to Jim Cunningham about the flooding at 1135. That was simple job. enough? Got Good it. Job. All right. Right now, we are wrapping up our conversation with you right now at 576-7798. Should presidents, specifically this one or any other, expect absolute loyalty from congressmen as Lisa Murkowski from Alaska voting against President Trump in the Senate the GOP health care uh, plan? And also, uh, Susan Collins did the same thing. Should presidents expect loyalty yeah what if this was uh senator jerry moran who and and as we know he had broken with most of the other republicans in not supporting the latest health care bill so what if president trump then had called jerry moran and said because of that we are going to withhold money for road projects that you really need or things like that do you when you elect representatives do you want them to vote the way you want them to vote or do you want them to vote the way the president expects them to vote uh michael writes i voted for trump i'm still happy to wake up with him over hillary however there are checks and balances to his thin skin 
Janet writes, no way. Senators, legislators should th- uh, should vote how they think their constituents would want. Expecting and bullying votes is not a democracy. What do you think? 576-7798. Get a couple more in here. Let's go to Dwight and Lee's Summit on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Dwight. Hey, good morning. You guys, this is a great program. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think you're debating a wrong premise, though. Um, I, it's great for senators and Congress people to vote their consciences, but I think first they need to vote the will of their constituents. Um, and I just quickly Googled um, an Alaskan poll just from this spring from the Alaska Dispatch News that showed 60% of Alaskans opposed Obamacare. So Murkowski was actually voting against her own constituents. She wasn't necessarily voting against Trump. But I think, I think that the bigger issue is still the same. You know, should a president expect absolute loyalty from the people that are in Congress? Well, you know, it depends on it. I mean, I'm sure Obama expected absolute loyalty, and I think they have that right to do so. But it doesn't mean that they can't debate and they can't tussle and they can't arm twist. That's been going on for 230 years. That's just part of our political system. It happens on both the left and the right, and, and it won't change. But the, the, the question is, did she vote the will of the people? And, it, and in, in this instance, she did not. Well, but her, she, her counterpart did, though. Her I, counterpart stayed in line with Republicans. And got the call to basically, I'm anyway. guessing, say, hey, you need to get that lady involved right. uh, back with uh, you know, the, the president's wantings. I will say this, and I get it. A lot of states are against Obamacare. But to repeal and without – to repeal the, 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 the Affordable Care Act with no plan whatsoever – that's what she voted against. She didn't vote for Obamacare. She voted against repeal without a replacement and without having even seen No, she didn't. The plan. In this case, she voted against opening up debate. Both. You're, you're, sorry, both times. That was the vote both, uh, yeah. that he's upset about was that she voted against opening up debate. Right. I think that's wrong, too. I think she should have voted to at least open up debate. But for whatever reason. She chose not to. She chose not to. Which is weird. It is. Which is weird. And I think it was a political move. She and Susan Collins seem to stick together. I don't like what she did, but should that cost her federal money? Great phone call. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Joe in Johnson County on 98.1 KMBZ. What's up, Joe? Oh, and I just wish I could talk as eluquently as you two on the radio. I always get flubbered up and messed well, up. You hey, can Joe, pay for another job. So. Joe, I, I can't talk today for some reason. That's not a good thing for this job. <laughs> but in answer to several of the things you guys have been talking about, I find this fascinating. One is I think every president does expect absolute loyalty. But I've also heard both of you say expect loyalty also versus absolute. When it's a no-brainer like just allowing people to discuss a plan, there's no reason why anyone should have voted against that for just an open discussion. At least on the the GOP side. Right, and as far as Jamie's saying, well, go to them first. Tell them you want their support. I'm sure he has. I mean, he's not an idiot. I I don't assume that, though. (laughs) I assume he expected and assumed everybody would just vote in line. And and they probably should have if they're if they're true Republicans, but anyway, because it was just discussion. The other point is, like I said, he probably did have someone reach out to them, and they just spit in his face. Um, term limits—they're actually out there. It's called elections. If your guy isn't doing good or gal, just quit voting him in. And as far as them going to the press saying we're being threatened. The press has been attacking Trump since six months before the election. I tried two years before the election. I, you <laughs> could also say the media got him elected. Yeah, well, you, you could the, also say that. Well, the guy's a dork. He says too much. He doesn't know when to shut up. But the press will not give him credit for anything that has gone right. 
And anyway, the bottom line is he just uh, talks too much sometimes. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Joe. Appreciate it. And thanks for the kind words. 576-7798. Um, I, I have to guess. I would probably side with Joe that, well, no, I, maybe he just blindly assumed. I assume that. I assume he just expects it. Like Just like Hillary blindly assumed that Michigan and Wisconsin would be blue, and she was completely wrong for that. But does that make it okay for him to then threaten after the fact, get in line, or we're going to take stuff away that you need? I'm guessing it's been done by every president, but it's been done by every president in a phone call, in a closed-door meeting, in something else, in some kind of communication that wasn't Twitter. And even if it has been done by every president, does it make it okay for every president to have done it? Well, they want to... Aren't you electing your people because of, of what they believe? Don't you want your representatives to vote and have loyalty with their constituents first? I do. Again, I go, if you're a moderate Democrat and we had elected Bernie Sanders, do you have to side with Bernie Sanders on everything? Mm-hmm. If you are a moderate Republican and we had elected a, 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 a Tea Party Republican, do you have to decide with that person on everything? Because there are there's a big difference. Yeah. You know, the scale is very, you know, from the extreme right, the alt-right to the middle, right. to the alt-left, to the to the socialist left, there's a big difference. So I I don't I, I feel like the, the values of people in different parts of the country obviously vary. You know, are the values of the people of Alaska the same as the values of the people in Kansas? I don't know. Are the values of people in Missouri, the same as those of people in Alaska. I'd say no. What I don't want is my lawmaker voting out of fear. Yeah. I don't want the people I elect to vote. Again, I keep coming back to Senator Morand. He he said that the reason he was not supporting the latest health care bill was because it was a bad bill and he didn't like how it was crafted. Do you want him voting for it anyway because of fear that we're going to lose federal money? I don't. Last word on this goes to Mary and Leewood. Mary, you get the final word on 98.1 KMBZ. Lucky me. Yeah. Hey, I just want to say, I just want to say, if every senator had to vote 100% loyalty to the president, then it would be the same as having only a president running everything. I mean, there's supposed to be a separation between legislative and executive, and that's there for a reason. You know, it's called a system of checks and balances, Mary, and we appreciate that. Thank you so much. You can keep the conversation going on our Facebook page. Uh, Bill writes, presidents aren't entitled to any absolute loyalty from congressmen. Let us know on Facebook, on Twitter. You can text in at 22980 because there are, I, I think this is one of those where it's kind of down the middle, I think, for the most part on the support of this idea. Seems like it, yeah. Uh, we shall keep an eye on what Senator Markowski does in the future. <laughs> there, uh, So far, I think I just saw a graphic on CNN. There have been, there are four votes the Senate will be having. The first two on the repeal and replace, the first two failed, and they're on to number three, which they may vote on as early as tomorrow, I think I saw the latest. All right, coming up, we'll get the latest from Jim Cunningham and the flooding all over the KC Metro and airline news. Not KCI. We'll give you a little little nugget on it. A little nugget of KCI news. 98.1 KMBZ, Midday with Jamie and Wicket. Jamie Monticelli, Mike Wicket's We'll check in with Jim Cunningham shortly. 
and get you an update on the flood damage because it was nasty last night into this morning. Uh, yeah, feel free if you've got pictures as you're out and about today, you can send those to us by email. We can't take them on the text line, just the technology doesn't exist for that, but you can send them to us, news at KMBZ.com. You can tweet them to us at KMBZ Radio, or you can send them to us on Facebook. Uh, if you're out today, especially we're hitting lunch hour here soon, just keep in mind, anywhere along Indian Creek, uh, especially that 103rd Warnell area around Coaches, uh, was really, they had roads closed around there quite a bit this morning. Any area that generally would flood when there's high water is getting it today as a result of this. Also, we know that there were areas in the Northland that were hitting seven inches of rain Ooh. last night. And it didn't have anywhere to go because we just got all the rain over the weekend. So the ground was already soaked anyway. Now that rain's going to sit there for a little bit. For an update, let's bring in our own Jim Cunningham from the newsroom who's been out and about covering the floods. Jim, where are you and how are things where you are? I'm at 104th and State Line, and I started out here at 5 this morning and have uh, pretty much been around Warnell, 103rd Street, up to 99th and Holmes. And uh, what I can give for you is kind of a, a, a tally at this point, what I found. Uh, there are 50 cars damaged at Mole VW on 130. On 103rd Street, uh, 12 businesses here have sustained uh, significant damage at 104th and State Line, and this is where Gates is. Uh, also, the State Line Animal Hospital; those uh, they had 10 dogs there. They're okay. They they were managed, uh, The employees were able to get in and rescue them, so they're fine. Uh, there are another 12 businesses up by where Coaches is. Are that that stretch of businesses? Those are all uh, pretty much total, uh, including Coaches. Uh, about a dozen homes in Oakdale. There was at least an apartment and, a, and dozens of cars at Willow Creek Apartments off of uh, Warnell near 103rd. So some significant property loss in this uh, flooding event. At this point, we haven't heard any word about any casualties. However, one eyewitness uh, that I spoke to earlier said that they saw a vehicle with wipers on and taillights. And uh, that vehicle was in the floodwaters at 103rd near Coaches. It went uh, and broke loose from whatever it was snagged on, went downstream, went upside down, and then they saw brake lights come on. Uh, so it's not known if that vehicle was occupied, if it's downstream or not. But at this point, we've not heard about any casualties. Uh, but again, a dozen businesses here at 104th and State Line, a dozen businesses over uh, near Coaches, and just a significant amount of property losses here uh, in this area along Indian Creek. Jim, does it seem like it's getting any better? I mean, significantly oh, yes. better. Yes, uh, the water levels have dropped uh, tremendously over the last couple of hours. In fact, uh, right along the street line where I'm standing, uh, if you if you can picture the Gates Barbecue just off State Line at 435, water was into the business, uh, but it now as you go down about probably a good uh, 20 feet down to the banks of the creek where I'm standing, uh, the water well underneath the bridge now at this point. Uh, and it looks like the water level also is moving a lot uh, less swiftly as it was earlier, uh, but certainly uh, has dropped considerably. Now, inspectors are going to check under the bridges, too. There is some concern about s some scouring, whether or not damage has been done underneath these four bridges that cross the creek on the Missouri side. And, Jim, let me just ask you the same thing that we asked an hour and a half ago, is people are getting ready to head out for lunch. Uh, we know that area of 103rd and State Line is really bad, but as far as roads that are closed or areas that people should just avoid, can you tell us about that a bit? Yeah, still, uh, you cannot access 103rd and State Line from 435. Uh, Warnell is still closed, and I'm not sure about Holmes. I haven't been over there lately, but basically 103rd, State Line, and Warnell all still off limits to traffic as they inspect the bridges. Jim, appreciate it. Continue the, uh, the hard work out there. We may check back in with you in a bit. Stay dry.
Thank you, guys. Thanks. Jim Cunningham from our news department out at 104th and State Line Road. Yeah, so again, that area, 104th and State Line, that area around 99th and Holmes, and, and basically along Indian Creek is where the worst of it is. But the good news is that the water is receding. It, it is Conditions are improving. So, Well, we will keep you up to date. Stay safe. Stay dry. Boy, what a, what a rough time for, for the fire department, for the power police, crews. power and lights. At least we oh, didn't man. have massive power outages with this one. Although I feel bad for you. If you were somebody that you lost power from Saturday until Monday or Tuesday, you had it for 48 hours, and then, and then you lost it again. Yikes. That stinks. A uh, couple of airport stories to get to. Um, today is the day when all of the plans from the people from the contracting companies like Burns and Mac, today's the day to get those plans in to, uh, to, to the city and the, the council and the airport committee. Now, financing doesn't get done till what? I think the 10th. Is that right? Something like Next that? Next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the big deadline to keep in mind now is that we, we don't, we're really, time's flying on this a little yeah, bit. Keep is. in mind that election is in early November. That's the public vote. That is still on. That is still planned. What has not been decided is exactly what Kansas City, Missouri voters are going to be voting on. That ballot language has not been written yet. And there have been suggestions that it should say private financing or public financing. Um, we're quickly running out of time to make that decision, but I know that the city wanted to wait until after these proposals were in to kind of see what they're working with. So the next step is for uh, city council members to go through these plans, pick one or not. You know, quite frankly, the process has not been the most transparent no. in the world. We don't know exactly how they're going to approach this, but we know we're about a month away from that ballot language has to be in. And then really you've got 10 weeks, not even, nine weeks to sell it to the people that are going to vote on it. And uh, the the Biz Journal, by the way, has put out a story that we are up to four different groups who have submitted plans for the single terminal KCI, Burns and Mac, AECOM, uh, Edgemore Construction is one, and there's a fourth one I don't know the name of, but we're up to at least four right now that have submitted plans. They have to be in by today. AECOM was the one that we had heard about from the beginning. Uh, that was the, I believe they're out of California, Los yes, Angeles, maybe. Um, that was the one that we had heard right from the start. They kind of came to the table and said, hey, wait a minute, we'll, we'll submit a plan, and then it was opened up to the public. So it's it, that's great. I'm glad that competition is not a bad thing. Um, no. it, it stinks a bit that it didn't occur to anybody like six months ago. <laughs> to do it in the first place. To give them a little more time to put those plans together. Uh, so, yes, then then we decide in the ballot language, and then the next thing is the vote. Fly, time flies. Time flies when you're having an airport debate. Assuming the vote still happens. Uh, it's got to get done, they say. Um, but airlines want that vote to happen in the fall, and and yet... It's not a sure thing. And the price goes up if it doesn't happen in the fall. Well, the longer you wait, yep. yeah, the, the longer, the, the more any price tag is going to go up. But yeah, if we don't, if there's not a vote up or down in the fall and, and it still gets done, it's going to take some time. Do you know what the world's best airport is, ranking-wise? It's not KCI, by the way. In the it, U.S. or internationally? In the world. The world's greatest airport. Hmm, I couldn't even... I'm going to guess like in China or something. Singapore. Singapore, okay. Singapore. It is for the fi- uh, for the fifth straight year, it was named the best, sur- uh, the best airport in the world. And you may now be able to go through security, get your, your ticket, drop your bag off without speaking to another person. Because right now they're talking about unleashing, they will be the first airport to use facial recognition technology to offer self-service options at check-in, bag drop, immigration, and boarding in a new terminal. 
You don't have to talk to, maybe security, you have to still talk to somebody, but you can just look at the screen. They'll they'll recognize your face. You get your ticket, you drop off your bag, and you fly anywhere. Are you comfortable with that, Jamie Monticelli? Is it a sure thing that the is the facial recognition software flawless? Or is there a chance it won't recognize you even though it's you? I'm guessing technology today. There's a reason we have a person there to double check your ID with your passport, with what your boarding pass says. There's a reason that we have the person there. Well, I mean, Facebook can pick you out, can't they? Without Mm -hmm. even you you punching the the name in, Facebook can already recognize your face. I assume that these people, this company, this $985 million plan that they're going to throw to this Singapore airport has got to be pretty on point. For sure, it saves money. In theory, yeah. it's going to be more efficient because you can have a ton of kiosks there, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and it's going to cut down on time. Uh, that airport's pretty big. Yes. It's a pretty big connecting point in Asia, so you can get a lot more people through there more quickly. My guess is they wouldn't be using it if it wasn't, you know, 99%. Right. It weirds me out a little bit, to be honest. Because <laughs> there's just, still not somebody looking at you. It's a little str- Maybe I'm just not used to the automation part of travel, and, and maybe I should just get used to it. But, I mean, there are already processes where... When you're flying internationally um, and you're you have to go through customs, a lot of that is done automatically. Yeah, that happened in Houston That's, to me, yeah. where we didn't even talk to a. Per- we well, there was a guy watching it, but they were a bunch of like ATM machines. You had to stand in front of, and it looked at your face and it yeah, scanned it your passport. You. Yeah. It, it matched the two. I've gone through when I went through customs in Cambodia. They did that with fingerprints, mm-hmm. which was which was strange and made you think now they have my fingerprints on file yes they do what that i think that's where i start to ask questions that i don't have answers to that scare me a little bit what else are they going to do with the information that they have that gets me through the screening it is the world's sixth so, busiest airport for yeah. international traffic and now they're going to start doing facial recognition that could be the wave of the future it'll save money you know Definitely think about will. how busy if, if it's that busy of an airport then you need a lot of people there to get people through security coming and, up ne- i'm sorry I was going to say, coming up next, TSA is tightening things for you. We kind of knew about this, but now it's really going to start happening. And we'll tell you what TSA is going to make you do from now on when you travel next to 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ, midday with Jamie and Wicket, 1148 on a uh, Thursday. We'll get you what's trending coming up at noon. Also, lots of stuff to talk about, including a story about panhandling that we think a lot of people in Kansas City are really going to get into Uh, We'll do that coming up in the 12 o'clock hour. We have our text poll. Check that Twitter poll going on. Follow us on Twitter at KMBZ Radio. Simple question. Are you happy? Are you happy, Jamie? Yes. What do you think the percentage is? Almost 100 votes so far. Vote yes or no on Twitter at KMBZ Radio. I'm going 60-40 happy. 75% of our listeners are happy. That is not, that does not parallel a national poll that was done by a group called the Harris Poll that asked, and, and they got deeper into the question than we did on Twitter, but we'll get deeper into the story coming up a little bit later in the show. Dig it, and they do this poll every year. They asked about 2,200 people, are you happy? And then they separated it out based on uh, politics and age and if you're a man or woman, and then they got into the things that you worry the most about. Uh, it does not show what our poll shows. No, it does so. not. I'm happy too. Hey, Jay, this will be an interesting, what do you think his answer will be? I think there will be a pregnant pause. Yeah, Jay, Jay Edwards, are you yes. uh, are you happy? Yeah, I'm a pretty happy guy. All right, right. <laughs> that was, there that was, was less interesting than that. <laughs> and there were some odds in Vegas that your answer was <laughs> yeah, going to be that, no. That you're, I'm just saying. I just thought no. there were going to be follow up questions. No, no, 
No, I'm pretty happy pretty guy. Happy pretty now. happy now. Yeah. Got a nice place to live. Got a nice place to work. All right. Know. Got money in the bank. All right. Jay's pretty happy. Get to work with us every day. <laughs> that doesn't bring up Let the happy phrase. scale in any Get to work with EJ and Ellen every right, day. Right, exactly. You know. For, <laughs> the day just gets better and better. <laughs> Gets to work with EJ and Ellen, forced to work with Jamie and Wiggins. Exactly. All right. Uh, this next story is about what TSA is going to make you do. So we had heard about this when this was initially announced. Mm-hmm. And now the TSA is following up on this and confirming that they're going to do it for domestic flights. They'd already talked about this internationally. They talked about it for 10 trial airports. Now they're going to roll it out nationwide. Uh, Basically, you know how it is when you go through security and they tell you, unless you have TSA pre-check or things like that, but if you're just a normal flyer like I am, you have to take your laptop out of your bag and you have to put it into a separate bin. Yes, what guys? Sideshow. Why why don't you have TSA? We'll pre-check? come back to that. Okay. <laughs> hold, hold that thought for a second. Let, let me tell the of story. All people. Um, so you have to take your laptop out of your out of your bag and you have to put it into a separate bin. But everything else you just leave in your bag. And sometimes I don't do this as much as I used to. But I used to carry a tablet with me. I wouldn't carry a laptop necessarily, but if I was like went to Iceland or something, when I'm going to going to a place where I might have some downtime, my phone's pretty big, but if I think I might be watching some Netflix or whatever, I want a bigger screen, so I take my my tablet. I would always ask, do I need to take my tablet out? And they would say, no, you can leave your tablet in. That is changing now. Travelers in standard TSA checkpoint lines at airports will have to remove all electronics larger than cell phones from carry-on bags and put them into separate bins. So if you your cell phone's fine, that you can leave in your, in your purse or whatever. But if you carry with you anything larger than that, including a laptop, that will have to come out of your bag. You're going to be using a lot more bins. This yeah. is annoying. So if you have an e-reader, if you have a tablet, if you have any, any kind of musical device, any other, uh, if you carry just a secondary anything that's a, in addition to a laptop, that's got to be in a separate bin now. How Which many is bins going, are you using well, generally? So I, not a lot. Yeah. Number one, I'm pretty efficient at going through security. I mean, I'm, I'm the person you want to be behind. When you, especially if you go through a place like Midway or, or any place that has a central security checkpoint and many lines to choose from, I always take a moment to evaluate which line I should get in <laughs> and how fast it's going to go. There, there have been several humorous pieces written about this. Like, you don't want to get behind the family with kids. You no. don't want to get behind the guy that's clearly new at this. No. You want to get behind the business travelers because they know what they're doing. They've got their bag and their shoes are off they're and they're ready. ready to go. Like, they didn't wear a belt that day. They took the belt and they put it in their bag. You know, they wore shoes that easily slip off because they know they're going to have to take them off anyway. Flip-flops. I'm the person you want to be behind. I don't want to go. Uh-uh, no bare feet. Icky. Flip-flops. Ew. They come off my feet real easy. Ew. You can get right behind Wear me. socks. That's You're gross. You're walking through security with nothing on your feet. That's gross. Ew. <laughs> I don't want to be behind you. But I'm the one you want to I'm the one you want to follow behind in security because I'm pretty efficient at it anyway. But and so I don't carry a lot of devices with me. I've also gotten very good at kind of leaving work stuff at home and not carrying my laptop with me everywhere I go. I used to think, well, I might need my laptop. Now I'm pretty good at just taking my phone. I don't even take my laptop anymore. I don't take my tablet. My phone will just do a lot more than it used to. All right. Um, so, but this means that if you're carrying anything else with you, this is going to make getting through the x-ray and getting through security, that's going to make that take longer because those bins are all going to be separate. And so there's just limited space on that conveyor belt and you're going to have to wait for people's stuff to go through. So the point behind this they say, is that by separating uh, personal electronic items like laptops, tablets, e-readers, and handheld game consoles, I didn't think about that, for screening, TSA officers can more closely focus on resolving alarms and stopping terror threats. I'm okay with that. Again, anything that you want to do to inconvenience me a little bit, like don't, don't make me miss my flight, but if it takes a couple extra minutes, 
and it keeps me safe on the plane, whatever. And if they say this is going to do it, fine. But it does mean that it's going to take you longer to get through. So they had done this on a trial basis at about 10 airports across the country. That worked. So now they're going to start to roll it out at every airport in the country. It, it's going to create longer lines, no doubt. That's what I mean. It's, I mean, it's going to take you longer to get through because more of those bins just take up more space. Yeah. And, and by the way, if you are, when you get through that line, all right, don't put your belt on oh. as, you know, and oh. don't put your shoes oh. on and put your jet, grab oh. your bins and move 10 feet out of the way. That's why there are those big benches. It's called a recombobulation area. All right. Unless you're quick about it. Then to, and yes. And the odds are you're not. You're probably not. You're yes. not. Even I'm going to take all my stuff and get the hell out of the way. Because it'll mm-hmm. take me a second to get my belt back on and my right. shoes back on and all that kind of stuff. Stack your bins and move out of the way. Because guess what? You're right there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now i got to wait for you to... Because my, my, my little bin is still... It's like halfway out, but not totally out. And I don't want to wait for you to put your sockies on and then your right. shoesies on and <laughs> right. your belt back on. And then you and gotta, get your laptop back uh, in the bag. Right. No, and, no, no. Grab it and get the hell out of the way. Somebody asked, is it in effect right now at KCI? I don't believe so. But it will be going into but effect. But it will be. Yeah. This will be going into effect in the coming weeks and months, yeah. that from a TSA spokeswoman. So this will be happening. This will be happening here. Um, why don't I have TSA pre-check? Because yeah. I'm lazy. Okay. Because I never completed the paperwork. Um, How long does that take? Not that long. To be perfectly honest, I don't know. I don't. I, my focus is on getting global entry because that is what saves you time internationally. And that requires like five years worth of knowledge about everywhere oh, you've no, ever lived no. and every address you've ever had and every phone number. And it just requires a ton of information. What does TSA pre-check require? I don't know. I think it's dom- it's for domestic flights. Right. I, I don't even know. But I'm again, I'm pretty quick getting through security and stuff like that. I just don't want to deal with everybody. It's not me I'm You're worried right. about. It's a separate line. It's all of you people yeah. in my way. So my, <laughs> my attention has been on getting global entry, which I forget about until I'm about to fly internationally. Sure. Like I'm, I'm about to in September. And so... It's on my to-do list, get global entry done. But that requires an in-person interview. Oh, God. Which you used to have to go to Chicago for. Now you can do it at KCI. Okay. I have no reason not to go it's do so that. It's so convenient. But it's it's an incredibly arduous process. It should be because then if you fly internationally, it really does get you through customs a lot faster. But laziness, Wicket, it's, it's purely like I'm pretty good about keeping up on stuff like this in detail. I, this is just... What does pre-check cost? TSA, like 85 bucks is what I heard? I have no idea. But Global entry is 100 bucks, if, somewhere in that range. Do I have to pay for pre-check every year? I do not know. Okay. Someone my, who has it, text in. Yeah, This let is us where know. I failed you. I'm sorry. I need this you for travel. I don't ask a lot out of you. Yeah, this you, is. You need to help me. I it be, The couple times that I've had TSA pre-check, it has just suddenly shown up on my boarding pass. Without me asking for it. Lee got it when we flew back from Detroit. She got pre-check. It's glorious because you don't have to take your laptop out of your bag. You don't take your belt off or anything. It's totally worth it. Why haven't I done it? Forgot. I just got a new credit card. Mm -hmm. And they offer TSA pre-check. One of the the perks, pre-check reimbursement. So the the credit card company is going to pay me back when I get my my oh, TSA pre check. So you still got to do all the work. I'll still do it, but now I'm going to save like eighty five or yeah. hundred bucks. And I don't know how long it's good. I also don't know how I long global entry That's... is good. I feel like it's good for the length of your passport, which is ten years. All right, but... saves me a little time. All right, yeah. let's go to uh, Bill, who's dialed us up at Overland Park. Hey, Bill, you're on ninety eight one KMBZ. Happy soggy morning. Yeah, that right, right back at you, bud. I was a veteran traveler for almost 20 years, 100-plus flights a year, my record 150. Uh, this, 
I was in the air during 9-11 and, and after that. Uh, the, the changing this is uh, a little out of proportion because this is what we did for over 10 years. So all they're really doing is going back to the way it was 10 years ago. Uh, so as a business traveler, you took your briefcase, you put it up on, on the, uh, the x-ray machine, you took the laptop out. If you had anything else large like that, you took it out, you took your billfold, your cell phone, you put it in the bin, and, and that was it. It wasn't that big of a deal. But didn't it, we not it, have as many devices then? Like now we have e-readers and tablets, and we just have more devices with us than, than we used to. I had more devices than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> hey, Bill, appreciate it. we got to get to the news. <laughs> we didn't have tablets and e-readers back then, but there were other different things. There were PDAs that we used, the personal data things that you know You're kept our schedule. You're gibberish to me <laughs> now. <laughs> All right, coming up, see if you can guess what the number one trending topic in Kansas City is. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.